Welcome to HMO Radio and your host, Matthew Moody of yourhmoexpert.com. Welcome to episode one of HMO Radio, the voice of yourhmoexpert.com and the world's best property podcast. Together with yourhmoexpert.com, we're dedicated to helping you maximize your HMO investments. Now, like me, you may be wondering, what's HMO? Well, we're talking houses of multiple occupation, sometimes known as house shares or multilets, and a great opportunity for the savvy property investor. In every edition of HMO Radio, we'll be looking at ways to maximize the cash flow from your rental properties. We'll be taking a look at news and trends from the marketplace and bringing you exclusive property investment tips. Joining me, Dave Thackeray, as always on HMO Radio today, is Matthew Moody, the driving force behind your HMOexpert.com, one of the UK's leading experts in the HMO marketplace. Now, a bit about Matthew. His property business strategy has always been focused on the high-end professional house share market where net cash flow of 500 to 1,000 pounds per house per month is achievable by anybody, provided they use the right tools and techniques to manage their properties. Now, Matthew's a bit of a media star in the world of HMO, and he's appeared on the BBC, Asian Star Radio, and also in many magazines and newspapers. And, uh, of course, he shares the latest news on HMO at yourhmoexpert.com, where visitors can readily subscribe to a free and regular newsletter. So stay with us, and we'll reward you later with details of a webpage packed with invaluable advice and information to get you started or take you to the next level in the world of HMOs. Matthew, how are you today? Anyway, you loving the rain? Yeah, it's uh, great British weather again, Dave, isn't it? That's <laughs> what we expect in this wonderful British summer of ours. So, for me and the listeners then, Matthew, if you want to just outline exactly what HMO is all about. Yes, definitely. Uh, what are HMOs? Well, HMOs at its most basic level are properties that are let out on a room-by-room basis to multiple tenants. So this can take a wide range of uh, people into that sphere, anything from students through to uh, migrant workers, right through to at the top end, the professional market. Great opportunity there then for the HMO investor. That's, that's, that's right. It's, it's one of those markets which at the moment is, is booming because uh, people are downsizing a little bit in today's market. People are obviously... Uh, you know, perhaps losing jobs, moving to a, a job that's perhaps not quite as well paid as the other. Uh, they're looking to save money and that the, the HMO market at the moment is is doing really well. Great. So initial benefit there kicked off. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the kind of principal benefits and disadvantages of HMOs then to the existing or the new investor? Yeah, I think uh, the, the main benefits are that the cash flow is, is significantly, significantly more. Uh, if we look at, say, an, an average property, uh, say a four-bed property, you would be able to rent that out to a family for maybe a £1,000 a month, maybe £1,200 a month, uh, in some areas £1,500 at best, but that would really be pushing it. Flip the coin and look at it from a HMO perspective, you could be able to rent that same house out for £2,000 to £2,500 a month. So the first oh. benefit is really much stronger rents much better cash flow the second benefit i think is that 
it's it's unlikely that you're ever going to have a house that's half empty or empty because you've got so many people in the property that even if you have a few people that do leave you're generally going to be covering all of your mortgage and utility costs so it's, it's very rare that you're going to have to be dipping into your pocket to actually support the property whereas if you look at a single let property if it's vacant for even you know more than a couple of weeks sometimes that can wipe out your profit for the entire year this is like Big Brother, but we don't vote them out then, right? We've got a lot of people in there and they're all paying the rent and everything's good, but there's got to be pros and cons. So tell us a bit about the disadvantages to HMOs. Sure, I think uh, the main disadvantage, as you've just kind of mentioned in terms of an advantage, is that there are lots of tenants. So what that means is, from the landlord's point of view, that he's got multiple relationships going on and the management becomes slightly more intense. Uh, a single-let property, generally, once that person's in the property... You know, you, you do your regular checks maybe quarterly or every half yearly, but you don't really need to go back and check that the property is, you know, still there and it's still functioning. On a multi-let property, you do really need to be there on a weekly basis, uh, you know, doing maintenance schedules, picking a post, uh, you know, maybe showing tenants around, moving tenants in or out, etc. So a lot, lot more management uh, that needs to go into those. The other disadvantage is, which in itself could really be termed as an advantage, but I think for the person getting into HMOs, they see it as a disadvantage, is the regulations around uh, HMOs. Uh, the 2004 Housing Act uh, came into force a couple of years ago, and that brought a whole slew of new regulations that uh, HMOs have to adhere to. And it's good from the point of view if there is obviously that framework that's a reference throughout the country so you know that wherever you go you're pretty much going to get the same kind of standards but the disadvantage is there is obviously extra costs involved in doing that from a fire protection point of view uh, mainly but also from a health and safety perspective well regulation that will protect both the tenant and the landlord effectively which can only be a good thing for everybody concerned though right oh sure yeah i mean you know the the whole ethos of the regulation is to protect those tenants that are potentially seen as vulnerable and some of the tenants uh, such as students and key workers some of the LHA tenants LHA is local housing allowance for anyone that's not heard the acronym before so it's people that were you know typically known as housing benefit clients but they've rephrased it you know some of those tenants are and can be quite vulnerable so you know there does need to be some protection in place for them and having regulations that stipulate that there has to be fire alarms in to my mind is not a bad thing Sure. So I'm thinking, okay, there's a bit of regulation there and we've obviously got a, a little bit more management and administration for multiple tenants as opposed to just a single tenant in a single property. But the flip side, we might even be looking at anything up to 30 to 40% cash flow in addition to what you'd expect from a single tenant in a property. So I, you're certainly not putting me off, Matthew. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm certainly thinking very, very seriously about this. Now, as you know, I don't own a property portfolio and I'm very keen to invest. So could you tell me a little bit about what I kind of need to do initially to get into the HMO marketplace? I mean, how do I kind of start this whole thing off? Sure. The, the main thing whenever you're getting into a new venture is, is to do your research properly. Uh, you know, whether that's starting a business, uh, investing in property, going on holiday you know you, you need to do some research and wh where do you start in terms of the, the local market uh, well th the first thing I'd say about HMOs is HMOs is one of those phenomenons that's a niche within the industry and as such it's 
not something that a lot of estate agents or letting agents know a lot about. They know of it, but they're, they're not really directly involved. So the research that you're going to be doing is, is something that you're going to be doing for yourself uh, mm. through using a variety of different websites and looking at the local market. So the, the first place really to start is looking at your local market, looking at uh, towns and cities nearby to you that you believe would be able to support a, a, a HMO. There's no so you talk about towns and cities. So I'm guessing then that you won't find the sort of level of demand to sustain any form of expansion plans in rural areas in the countryside. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's there's just no demand in those areas, or not sustainable demand anyhow. Uh, and even in some small towns, there isn't sustainable demand. Uh, okay. You know, you can get the houses filled up, but it's very difficult keeping them full all the time. And I guess with houses of multiple occupation or house shares with you having such a diverse range of people as your tenants you're you're also going to have to consider the local environment and facilities and features of the environment that are really important to keep these people happy yeah that's right i mean the the typical tenant uh certainly in a hmo is very much looking for good transport links uh not all of them have cars so it's important that they can get uh, to and from work, uh, they're looking for local shops where they can go and you know pick up the weekly shop or just nip out for a pint of milk. Uh, they're looking for some kind of leisure and entertainment facilities such as you know cinemas, gyms, pubs, bars, restaurants, etc. So it, it's important to to look at it from that point of view. You know that, that when you look at a, a town city, there are obviously areas where they've got more of those particular access to some of those facilities. Yeah. Other areas are too far out of town. I mean, an example I'd give you is local to us is Northampton. Uh, it's got a lot of industry built up around it. And at the moment, most of where the new building is going on is out towards Duston and St. Crispin's, which is essentially a new village struck town or struck suburb they're creating for Northampton. Now, that's good from the point of view of general housing needs, but from the point of view of a HMO tenant, it's just too far out of town. It's not near facilities. It doesn't have the right infrastructure to really support attracting tenants to it. So if you've got all the entertainment around about, you've got yourself sorted out with your research, you've considered something particularly local to you so you can manage it relatively easily. And obviously, you know, this, these things put together will, will give you a good start on, on your road to, to becoming a HMO expert. Now, I'm I'm sold. I mean, I'm I'm loving this. And to be honest, I'd rather move into one of your HMO properties than actually invest at this point because it sounds like fun all the way. But obviously, from the property standpoint, then as well as the features outside of the environment, what are we looking for from a, uh, a HMO property, if you like, to make it a success? If I'm a, a wannabe investor, or if I've already got a property, perhaps that I'm already renting out on a single let basis, what are the things that I need to consider about that property? That will actually make it a success in the HMO market. I think when you look at the the different types of properties that are out there, it, it's important to get one that's got some good communal communal facilities in that, such as kitchen and living rooms, bathrooms, etc. It's got rooms in there that are good size rooms. So we're not talking about little pokey cubby holes that you sometimes get in some of the new houses, but decent sized rooms that you know you, you can put furniture in there and the tenant can live there comfortably uh when when you're looking at buying a property as opposed to converting a property we'll come on to conversion in a minute 
from a, a purchase perspective, when you're looking at the number of rooms you can get out of a property, say you look at a three-bed property, it's got two reception rooms, so you could ideally turn that into a four-bed HMO. You really don't want to be paying more than £50,000 per room. So for that particular property, the three beds with two reception rooms, and you're going to use that as a four-bed HMO, you don't want to be paying more than 200000 for it. If it's priced at more than that, then you know, you're really going to run into some, into some sticky problems. Ideally, you want to get that cost down a lot lower. Thirty to £40,000 per room is ideal. Uh, <clears throat> the rooms should all have opening windows. They should all be at least, I'd say, six and a half squared metres. Living rooms uh, is an important one. In some areas of the country, particularly London, uh, and the, the price of the property, it's not always possible to have living rooms, but it's something that we provide in all of our properties because we feel it provides a, uh, a convivial communal area where people can get together, socialise, watch a bit of television, you know, have a, have a, have a few drinks, etc. So we always try and provide that for them. If you're moving on to kitchens, uh, it, it's just common sense, really. You need a kitchen that's big enough for everyone to be able to cook in adequately. There's no point having a kitchen that's like a galley kitchen that you can only get two people in if it's a four or five bed HMO it just won't work uh, and then coming on to bathrooms finally uh, you can you can go to five people in the bathroom if, if you if you look at the, the regulations but I'd say really any more than four and you're gonna have a few difficulties in terms of people that sounds like a fantastic pool party now I assume more one at a time yeah well <laughs> it, it, it's just trying to obviously you know there are people that have different shifts, get up at different times, so you don't have a lot of problems. But I'd say any more than four sharing a bathroom, you know, you are going to run into a few issues. That's fantastic. Now, I think you know we'll agree that this is a great introduction to the world of HMOs, and it, we are literally just scratching the surface. There is a huge amount to learn here, and to become that well-informed investor that will see this marketplace as what it is with great opportunities will obviously need to find out a lot more so Matthew could you just give us a bit of a an understanding as you know uh, in your role as the uh, the the driver the guru behind your hmoexpert.com how do we actually learn more from here about HMOs okay well the first thing I'd say is go and go and check out your hmoexpert.com uh, there's there's a lot of free information on there uh, we regularly update uh, the blog with new articles and new information. Uh, we've got some videos on there. We've got some other audio. Uh, the the great thing that you can sign up for, which is entirely free, is a 10-part e-course. And what does this tell you? It basically teaches you the basics of getting started within the HMO investment market. Uh, it takes you through all the steps of finding the right property, estimating demand correctly, uh, marketing it to tenants, getting your house ready, where to get the finance from, how to manage your tenants on an ongoing basis. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's entirely free, 10 part e-course. Just go over to the site and sign up for that. Uh, and we've also got a, a special page that we're setting up for listeners of the podcast, which is yourhmoexpert.com forward slash HMO radio. And what we're going to have on there is more hints and tips related to the, what we're talking about on the podcast. And also we'd like your feedback as well. I mean, that's really important when you agree. 
Yeah, absolutely. And your HMOexpert.com slash HMO Radio has been put together, as you said, Matthew, exclusively for listeners of HMO Radio. So we're hoping that you'll be able to pick up some great ideas from there. And from that page as well, you'll be able to link to pages where you can send us your comments. Because don't forget, guys, this is your show and we'll be addressing the issues that matter to you. So do make sure to get in touch. I think that just about wraps it up for episode one of HMO Radio, but uh, coming soon in the next episode, we'll certainly be talking more detail about marketing your HMO and how to get it ready for market and how to manage your tenants, which obviously is going to be an issue that everybody needs to bear in mind. I think it's fair to say, Matthew, that uh, the next episode already is shaping up to look a bit meaty. Thanks very much. So anyway, we'll catch up with you guys soon. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm sure you'll agree it's been 16 minutes well spent of your time. And Matthew, I'd like to thank you for all your time today. And uh, we'll look forward to getting together next time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that a lot, Dave. We'll uh, talk soon. Thanks. All the best, guys. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye.